Alright, welcome back to Hoopotheticals. Once again, we're recording from an undisclosed location due to the amount of fan intensity we're both experiencing on the daily. Um, <laughs> how are you we've, going, had to, we've had to relocate multiple <laughs> times. I may or may not be out of the country. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had to get a burner passport, actually. I've had to upgrade. Last episode, I just had a burner phone. Now I've got a, a, a clean skin passport. Um but we're here and we're committed, so let's get into it. Yeah, and I'm recording out of one of three identical studios. I'm not disclosing which one it is for my own personal safety. <laughs> so so we're, we're pretty locked in. But anyway, thanks for all the fan support, everybody. We appreciate it to some degree, but it is getting a bit much, you know. But what can we do? We're not even into the regular season yet, and uh, we'd ask people just to respect our, our and our family's privacy um, and just, uh, you know, we'll keep bringing the content so long as we're able. <laughs> um, well, speaking of privacy, someone who's taken a bit of private time recently is Draymond Green, and we call that a segue in the business. Uh, so I don't know if you saw um, the Draymond Green video, Tom. Did you see the, the footage leaked? Uh, uh, just... Sorry, just because I've been in uh, so many undisclosed locations, I've been living under a rock and in a cave, and I'm the only person in the entire world who hasn't seen Draymond Green <laughs> absolutely level. Mr. Po- of course I've seen it, Jez. Of course I've seen it, mate. <laughs> yes, Jordan Every Paul. angle. <laughs> I've, uh, I've seen him get black eye, busted chin, whatever it was. I think I- <laughs> that is the quickest anyone's seen Draymond move in uh, his entire career. And maybe the last time we'll see him move. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I did see the footage and wow, uh-huh. so much to discuss. Yeah, I um, I like that people said that's the uh, it's the best shot Draymond's thrown in, in two years. <laughs> uh, so, not yeah, not wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, as we all know, for those who may have missed that but are listening to this for some reason, if, if you are somehow in those two... <laughs> Uh, circles in a Venn diagram and you're the one person. Uh, obviously, he went up and punched Jordan Poole. And we've heard today that actually he may have knocked Jordan Poole out. That's the new findings oh. on the video. So I didn't hear that. I, I've heard many other things, but not that he actually knocked <laughs> him out. So that's pretty insane. To be fair, though, like, I mean, I'm not surprised. Mm. He, he went at it pretty, even though it was shot, and I don't know why it's always like this. It's like a UFO video. I felt like it was filmed on a toaster. And it's like, how does this look so grainy? Like maybe I guess because it was zoomed in because it was like a whole gym shot. But part of me thought in the back of my head, I'm like, did no one have the new Google Pixel 7? Uh, please sponsor us, Google. Um, but if why did no one have like even a, a three-year-old iphone or something like to cu- cut that yeah like if they're using that tape in practice later they're not even gonna be able yeah. to see who's who you know it's like the footage was that blurry it was like the jfk assassination footage it was that it, quality right out mate if i had a dollar for every pig i'd have about 25 cents uh <laughs> and it was just I honestly, I felt like the first five seconds of that footage, I was trying to just like pick out who the players were. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'd sort of worked it, if, if someone said that that was anyone else, like Jordan, other than Jordan Poole, I probably wouldn't even have known. Yeah. I was just, I just saw Draymond Green just get <laughs> someone. And it's like, well, I guess that's what it is. Another thing that I just, before we get into, I have a conspiracy theory about that, 
this is why I'm bringing it up just for the audience. But uh, another thing <laughs> I liked about it as well is like as uh, Draymond's heading over, people seem totally unfazed as well. Like I yep. think Steph is still looking at like what's happening on the court. Like meanwhile, yep. there must be like yelling happening, but he must just do this so regularly that people are just like, yeah. I I was really struck by how there was a lack of invent in intervention right before the punch like i think there was like one coach or trainer or whatever who like put an arm up to like feign some sort of keep your distance sort of idea but yeah i would it seemed like they, they weren't even really talking and then draymond just lashed out like i would love to get that audio so if whoever's now being fired by the golden state warriors media team if you have that audio please hit us up uh, for an exclusive, because uh, we'd love that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, to be to be fair though, if the video quality is that bad, that audio quality has got to sound like it's on dial-up internet. Uh, I've got to imagine. <laughs> I'll take it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to wonder, like, aren't the Golden State Warriors in Silicon Valley? Like, how is the technology for that not like super slow mo HD, four K resolution? Mate, for the amount of luxury tax they're no doubt paying, you'd think that they could afford a camcorder that was made in this century. Um, and, you know, some even at least a boom mic, you know, would suffice. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be mic'd up for that. <laughs> but, jeez. <laughs> All right, so here's my conspiracy theory. So uh, we saw, just to give everyone a, just a recap of the timeline, we heard like two days before the footage came out that Draymond had punched Jordan Poole. And then, uh, and then everyone was kind of like, you know, uh, that's annoying. Maybe you'll get fined, whatever. There was it like the Warriors were like, it's not that bad. That was kind of the initial media story narrative that was put out. Then we're the- used to it as Milwaukee Bucks uh, supporters seeing as Bobby Portis has laid into a previous teammate on the ball. So. <laughs> Nothing really bothered us, uh, but sorry, go on, mate. <laughs> yeah, so so we get that story. Then the footage comes out, and it's totally different to what we're expecting f- based on like the media narr- narrative before that. Uh, and it's and obviously it's huge news. We all see it. It's everywhere. It's on every single basketball account I follow. You know, like even like I feel like one of the Bucks fan pages put it up. They're just like, "Do you guys see this?" You know, so it was. Uh, every- you know what I love as well about Bucks fan pages? You see that? Oh, did you see this? And then you see proposed trades to get Draymond. <laughs> and you're like, guys, come on, this is a joke. <laughs> Um, and so and so yeah so it comes out and then the warriors come out saying you know we don't know how this happened whoever like just we're putting out a big notice whoever did this uh like watch out you're basically being fired potentially sued all this kind of stuff this is totally unacceptable um draymond then takes a couple days to basically take himself off the team yeah yep that's it Put some ice on the hand there. Make sure that's ready for the regular <laughs> season so he can brick shots uh, again. Uh, <laughs> it was the shooting hand, mate. Sure. So you can't, you know, with the amount of shots he's taking both on and off the court, <laughs> you can't be playing fast and loose with this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, my theory was, right, so I wonder, uh, and also I don't know, did you see the Steve Kerr uh, interview after that, the media interview he did? Uh, no, I've just like read bits. I haven't actually seen like any other footage. So there's like one bit that kind of stood out. It was like media day. So it was just like up at the podium and one of the reporters asked like, oh, do you think like, you know, obviously Draymond's had a lot of these types of incidents. 
is this going to be one that you think has gone too far and do you think you'll expect to see him on the team again? And Steve Kerr took like a moment and then just said, no comment. And he was furious. Like you could tell, like he was like, he was like really, really cooking. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, and uh, I mean, also people are fully aware Draymond Green has his own podcast, right? Where he says like a lot of stuff and uh, sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it's sort of not helpful uh, to but- him or the people he's talking about. Uh, and so, and you know, he's like, he's done stuff where he's put, um, Steve Kerr and like the owner of the, and like the GM of the Golden State Warriors, he's like called them out before on his podcast and whatever. And generally, obviously we know he gets under the skin of a lot of people, uh, be it on his own team sometimes, or, you know, as it were. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't get teed up in practice, mate. I mean, man. (laughs) But anyway, so this is my thoughts, right? So... Here's the evidence that I'm looking at, okay? And I'm just going to tell you the conclusion I've drawn. So we've got all of the stuff that I've just said. We've got, this is the last year of his contract, okay? And he is eligible for a a max contract coming up into next season. He's also sort of degrading as a player. Like, he did have a couple playoff games where he was useless. Uh, If, yeah, you know, like, sort of maybe even a negative to the team. Uh, Lots of triple singles. Yeah, a lot of triple singles. And uh, and also, uh, Jordan Poole is also up for a max contract next season as well. Yep. Right, so these are all yep. things to keep in mind. Now, uh, yep. now, I was wondering, if you put some of these pieces together, do you think it makes sense that the Warriors leaked the tape? Because here's why, right? And this is why I'm thinking this, okay? This is my conspiracy hat, so grab everybody grab your alfoil tin hat here. <laughs> Here's why I think this, because there's a chance like, you know, he's getting a bit worse, right? As a player, shooting is definitely getting worse, for sure. Other yeah. stuff is probably yeah. staying about the same, but uh, he's becoming more public and that is creating a few more problems for the organization. He is very aggressive and he is going to expect a max contract, which the Warriors have to consider going forward. Do we want to pay him that? Because he's been a yeah. great teammate for us and he, we've won four championships with him but we don't know if we can do it going forward. But should we just do it because he's been so good to us? He deserves it, right? Mm -hmm. That's a call they have to make this offseason. For me, it makes sense they did like it because it it only benefits the Warriors in a couple of ways. One, he, he knows he has to behave himself this season right? Because yeah. he can't keep doing this. He he knows already they have enough grounds to be like, we're just going to trade you. This is too much. He's yeah. already there. So if if he does anything else this season, they have total reason to not give him this contract and be like, we're just going to trade you for Drake, for Jay Crowder or something, you know, like we'll work it out, but you're out of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> B, it's like, it keeps, it, it gives them another chip going to the negotiating table next year being like, look, you've caused a lot of problems for us. We're not, we don't want to give you the max, but maybe we want to give you something else. Would you be happy to accept something else? Cause it's just too much. You've done a lot of positives, but also a lot of negatives. You know, do you want to, you know, you can go to Detroit if you want for a max, that's up to you, but we're happy to keep you on the team, but maybe for a bit less, you know? So that could be another thing. And then I think also it gives, it just gives them throughout the year more general control over what he does and how he behaves because he's on such a tight leash before the season's even started. Uh, and so, yeah. anyway, this is... Uh, and yeah, and if they have to make the tough call at the end of the season, they also can be like, well, we, he was too much of a distraction. So anyway, these are my conspiracy theory thoughts <laughs> about that. I just want to get your take. Yeah, yeah. I, I am not... Uh... 
I'm not adverse to that at all. And I think the reason for that is this is probably single-handedly devalued, devalued him more than anything else in his career because it looks – I think the thing that makes this situation so unique is that it happened in training. Like if it was on a game – if it was in a game, you could like chalk it up to the moment, the passion, you know, it was a close game, whatever. Whereas – the fact that there's no other footage about like, like we don't know if Jordan Poole was like haunting him all day. You know what I mean? Like you have no idea what, all you see is like Draymond, like chatting chain, bang, knocks him out. Mm -hmm. So like this has devalued him so much. The other thing is that everyone knows, like Golden State Warriors know, he knows, everyone knows that the second he leaves that team, he will never get the money he would have gotten if he stayed at the Golden Warriors like no one's gonna pay him I in my opinion no one's gonna pay him like what he could get at Golden State Warriors like this is he would instantly just be I think he would turn into like a worse version of a Jay Crowder that can't shoot basically um and yeah so I don't know did it get leaked this is like one of those things where it's like you'll never be able to prove it but kind of probably happened so <laughs> Like, and that's the thing. Do you know what I also find curious, Jeff? Mm. Is, the, is the Golden State Warriors, they put out a public not notification of, of like, threatening their media team or firing their media team, which to me seems like a really weird move. Like, because if you were really serious about actually finding who, who leaked this, like, I don't know how big their media team is. It can't be bigger than, like, 20 or 30 people, mm. surely. Like, like people who have access to this information, people who are like editing videos, like even for an NBA team that size, there's no way there's more than like 30 people on that, like who are video editors, mm, right? Totally. But that's a relatively small team. You could like, you could, you could, this is an internal issue. Mm. You know what I mean? The fact that they externally put that out screams to me that they just did that to show like, oh, you know, we're taking it seriously. We're taking the necessary steps to like make sure this doesn't happen. It's just like classic corporate sort of like uh, like grandstanding. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's virtue signaling, saying, "Oh, we don't stand for this kind of thing." But if they really wanted to do something, so yeah. So for that reason, it makes me think that like the, it wouldn't surprise me if they they were just like, "Oh, it just slipped out," you know, mm -hmm. and someone could get let go or whatever quietly you know what i mean um and yeah i think this, what, what they'll do is they'll just send him out to the market because his market value's just gone down and mm. i reckon he'll spend the next maybe three years three different teams one year contracts um and yeah i think that's it i think that's it for him yeah, because I don't know, because what is his value? He's like, to me, he's, he's he's on a similar kind of trajectory offensively as Westbrook, you know? Like, to me, it's like sort of similar. Um, he's not but, as athletic, though. That's the difference. But he is a better defender, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he's a bit, yeah, I don't know. And he's a bit more, I think he's a better decision maker than Westbrook. I think Westbrook sometimes is a little... Uh, like as on, as a point guard, I like him a bit more as a, a than Westbrook, but he obviously can't shoot. But he, yeah, so I don't know. I like I I think of teams that he could be good for because he's a good like he's like 
like I think sometimes like something like the Hawks or something with Trey Young yeah. could maybe use him because he because then he's got then if you're in the Eastern you know second round of the playoffs and you're going against Giannis at least he's someone you can throw at Giannis you know like he's like one of those types yeah. of players um, but yeah I just he's kind of confusing because he's so easy to leave alone on on offense. Yeah, I could I could see him make the rounds on a couple of small market teams like that. I think what's going to hurt him is that he probably doesn't want to. Mm. Like, I think he would actually be a good, have a good like leadership role potentially on like a Hornets, mm. Hawks, even like um, Pacers or like a Kings. You know, these kind of teams that are sort of bubbling under the surface. They've got potential, but they haven't sort of taken that next step. Maybe mm. they have a little bit of tap that they can, you know blow on him but yeah i don't think you'll want to do it i think you'll want i saw something the other day which you probably saw which is like draymond to the lakers which seems like the biggest lakers move i've <laughs> i could ever imagine and i don't want to turn this into another episode of uh hypothetical blast the lakers for being the worst franchise in sporting history but geez if that doesn't seem like the most lakers move ever mm then I don't know what is. Um, you, you know, like, I feel like, so just on the Lakers quickly. So as we <laughs> just, I think we're going to have, we're going to have to just transition over to the Lakers. Um, okay. That's a beautiful segue. Um, so obviously everyone, aside from the Draymond footage, we've all seen the Victor Wembanyama uh, footage. Wow. Wow. That's all you can say. That's really it. I mean, my favorite <laughs> shot is that, is that photo of him and Rudy Gobert. And Rudy looks like he like a like he's like shorter uncle or something like that. Like he he look he makes he makes him just look like and you you have to remember you're like no nah, this dude's huge like yeah. so, crazy. So so with um with that uh, I think that pe- like what's good for the Lakers is that a lot of people are going to tank this year, right? So they're going to want to get rid of their good players, which is great for the Lakers because they have someone they want to trade for good players, right? And picks, obviously. Yeah. So this, so this Victor Wembanyama thing actually works for the Lakers, but I think you're right. It does scream that they're going to make the wrong decision. Like they're going to have options here to replace Russell Westbrook and their future picks with a good player or two good players. Yeah. Like this is the situation they're facing from all the teams that are going to tank. They can take any good player basically from there um, yeah. because those teams just want to be awful. So, yeah. I, but I do see, I do see them doing something like this where they like throw all their chips in and they get Jay Crowder or something. You're like, it's good, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't say, like, there's that, because there's that trade that people are kind of floating around, which I don't think makes sense for the Pacers, but it's Westbrook for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, which would be great for the Lakers because it fills a lot of problems they have. Yeah. They've got a shooter, they've got a center, yeah. you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, as uh, well, like Westbrook. It just screams washed up. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he just reminds me of every actor from the nineties that just didn't make it. Like, past, <laughs> like it's just, he just screams five o'clock shadow, mm. like of basketball. Yeah. But yeah. He, he like, and the thing is, I think with Westbrook, he's also that kind of, everyone's played with a guy like this in street ball. You know, the oh, guy yeah. that just hogs the ball and then it's just like yeah. he misses a layup and he yells foul or something. You're like, no one was even yeah. near you, dude. Or like just bricks takes a three. The, <laughs> takes the contested like air balls uh-huh. three and you're like, there were three shooters open. Yeah, nah, dude. I've... Also, the, and the tricky thing is that those people in street ball and Westbrook actually have a modicum of like athleticism, mm. can make the right decision, but just routinely 
choose like the selfish <laughs> option and it's just it's so frustrating to play with but so funny to watch awesome <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the Westbrook, um, have you seen these Westbrook videos that have gone around the last couple of days? Like the one where Pat Bev is trying to get him into a team huddle? Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah. And there was another one um, that came out today. It's him on the Lakers bench and he's just like sort of looks like he's warming up. And it and someone pans from him just by himself on the Lakers bench and he pants and the rest of the team is in a huddle on the court doing Whoa. something and he's just walking around by himself and you're like... So you don't want to. So I, he's definitely getting traded, which does factor into my uh, uh, ladders that we've done predicting the ladders for the end of the season. That does factor into that. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I my, uh, I saw a video of him the other day, um, like throwing the ball with the inbound. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, oh, they were playing like uh, I think it was like the Timberwolves or something. I didn't even know who the player was, and like. They scored a bucket and he's pushed this guy out of the way who was scoring a layup. And then he throws the ball at Westbrook. Westbrook just pegs the ball back <laughs> at him. He throws it back at Westbrook. Westbrook throws it back at him. He just then kicks it. Just like literally kicks it. And it's like, Westbrook, are you actually six years old? Like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> but yeah. On the, on the plus side, though, that's the least selfish play he had all game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he got confused and thought he was trying to like getting a diss or something like that. And just, it didn't happen. But yeah, I just, I don't know what he's like. I don't know why he does that, but whatever. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's, yeah, well let's, you know what, let's, I was going to do this LeBron Curry thing, but I think I want to save that for another episode, maybe later. Uh, so I think I want to jump into the idea. One of the ideas you had, which was, uh, we'll get to our ladder at the end, I think, what our yeah. predictions for the end of the regular season is going to be. But before then, I think this is an important one to take in and to consider before we go into that final one, which is, I was I was thinking about this and you were thinking about this as well. It's to do with Brooklyn's big three. And we were both specifically talking about Ben Simmons. And for me, I was just, I wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think each of their mentality is going into this season? I have a hot take. I love this. Um, <laughs> and I actually think Ben Simmons is going to have the season that he should have had all of his NBA career. I think this actually is going to be a great season for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's got that chip on his shoulder, but in a good way. And I actually think he's grown a lot because he just has gotten literally so much crap dumped on him. I think he's kind of like, like loosened the shackles of caring. Um, I'll make a quick aside. I thought it like, I feel like it's kind of almost become laughable how much people hate on him. Mm-hmm. Like he's at a shoot around uh, and you would have seen this in our like group chat the other day, but like he's at a shoot around with kids. Like he's meeting just fans. Like this is the most wholesome thing that NBA players can do. Dude's not even playing one-on-one. He's just like throwing up shots and hits an air ball. And everyone lays into it. I'm just like, who hasn't? I just thought it was so funny. Like, who hasn't hit an air ball in their life ever? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, so my hot take is that he's going to have an incredible season. As far as, like, what the big three are thinking, um, I actually think there's, like, a lot less animosity between that team than what everyone thinks. Um, I, I get the sense that, like... Yes, their culture might not be great, but I think that's mostly come from the fact that there's been a lot of trades and not a lot of that core has played together a lot. Like 
I don't know if you remember, but like Kyrie and KD only played 17 games together in the last season, mm. which when you think about it is crazy. Yeah. Like they've both been on that team for like what seems like a while now. <laughs> and the fact that they've only played 17 games is just wild. So like, I think there's still like chemistry stuff that needs to get worked out, but like, I don't know. Um, uh, ben Simmons, Seth Curry, like they've been teammates for a while now. Like they, they know each other, even like Patty Mills, um, obviously knows Ben quite well, like being a uh, countryman. So like, I don't, I don't think it's as dire as everyone thinks. I actually think they probably feel like they're genuine contenders in the East. And as much as it pains me to say as a Bucks supporter, especially coming off that preseason game yesterday, um, I actually think they could be kind of deadly. Like, I can't see any reason why, especially when Joe Harris and Seth come back, why they wouldn't be genuinely scary. So, yeah, I feel like their biggest problem is just on-court chemistry, not like personal kind of chemistry. But what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, it's what do you just what do you think is more likely? Like, do you think it's based on that? It sounds like you'd think like if there's two options that they either have, like if there was only two options that they either have a really really good season and it all clicks out like on paper should, yeah. or they have a disaster of a season and like you know uh, Steve Nash gets fired and whatever. Which one do you think is yeah. more likely? I think Ben Simmons, Defensive Player of the Year. Put nice. It down. <laughs> Book it. Book it. That's what I think, mate. Book it. Uh, that's what I think. Well, I think that I think they're actually, I think again, Steve Nash, I think is actually like a pretty half decent coach. I think he's done more like stakeholder management than actual coaching, which is not <laughs> his fault. So I think he's actually like, I think he's earned his place like in that, uh, in that organization. So, well, yeah. What do you think? Like, do you feel like they're just going to tank again? Like too many injuries, too many like ISO star plays, that kind of thing. I think I I don't know. I think that I agree with you. I think they're going to be really good this season. I think because everyone on that team is kind of has a lot to prove. Like this is one of the teams that has the most people with the most to prove, really, because everything yeah. from the coach to like the GM who's brought in Ben Simmons and traded Harden, and now finally Simmons is playing. You know, um, yeah. Kyrie has a lot to prove because he didn't get this big contract he wanted you know so he's like actually gonna be playing to be like i want to show like i am worth i'm still a great player and kd yeah. has just watched the warriors win without him uh and ever and he got swept in the first round you know so I yeah think, and I, yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't and the other thing just watching the game yesterday like people people forget that both kd and Kyrie are just like still so dominant like, they're still so – I mean, KD was automatic. Uh, he looked great. Mm. And I don't even think he got that many points, but he just looked great. So, I don't know, man. Like, especially um, as soon as Joe Harris and Seth come back, which I might add, I think they're both in, like, the – they're both definitely in the top 10 best career three-point shooters in NBA history, maybe even top five. Like, percentage-wise um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like career percentage, yeah. like um, not total made, but yeah. like career percentage, um, which like, yeah, they're, they're a shooting machine, that thing. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be very fascinating. Um, I'm just, I, I just want, it's just also one of those teams that if one thing goes wrong, I can see it derailing the whole 
like season, you know, like I can see one thing being enough to snap this because it's because even though it does technically feel like they're all going to be really playing hard, I can also see that there's a lot of pressure on all of them here. And if, if something goes wrong, it can be enough to kind of maybe shatter the team a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. They do seem fragile. They do seem like they could fall, but I, I don't know. The other thing we have to remember is that there is actually like pedigree there. There is experience like, yeah, I would say there's enough age and championship experience there for them to be actually kind of... I'll put it this way. Like, as a Bucks fan, I don't really want to see them mm. in the first or second round. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And that, yeah. like, I'm not really interested in playing them unless it has to be a conference finals or something like that. Because, to be honest, it feels like it'd be seven games. And mm. I'm like, if we're being really fair, the only reason we won was because Joe Harris missed a three. Yeah. Like, and because KD put his foot or his toe on the line, but like, you know, so we had a little bit of good luck and they had some injuries, which always happens. Like that's how teams win series. Fine. Doesn't devalue it. But like that could go the other way. Like Chris, I could see Chris Middleton definitely doing the same thing. I could see Giannis fouling out. Mm. Um, you know, I could see Drew just, you know, missing some threes like, and, and all of a sudden, Nets are through, so mm-hmm. I don't want to speak that over our team because we're coming back and it's going to be it. It's going, to, going to get that second ring for Giannis. <laughs> so, uh... yeah, yeah. Well, um, well. Just speaking of um, mentality and stuff, actually, I might go to. Let's just do this LeBron thing. Why not? Uh, Come on. <laughs> why yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. So this is another conspiracy theory, or at least a theory, because I saw go. people kind of questioning this, um, and I just wanted to get <laughs> your. Love you said. Conspiracy theory or just theory, not really conspiracy, just general theory. So, <laughs> Look, I'll let the audience determine if it's a conspiracy theory or not. But uh, with uh, LeBron, okay, like he's, he's in a bit of a weird situation right now because obviously right. at the end of the day, in an ideal world, he'd have six rings or at least or seven, you know, in an ideal world, he'd be better than Jordan, you know, like he's definitely fixed. He was at least for one point really fixated on that goat debate, you know, am I the goat? Who's the GOAT? You know, he would talk about it a lot. I'm the GOAT, he said a lot of times, you know. I think, um, and then more recently, he's been talking a lot about Golden State and the Warriors and Steph Curry specifically about how good they are. You know, they also have the same amount of rings as he does, you know, four rings at this point. I wonder, also, I'm starting to get that Melbourne flash flooding rain happen right now. I was just looking at it, I was like, sorry. Did you have to get the tinny out, mate, or uh, you're all right? I don't know. Also, you've just given away the undisclosed location. Mate. Oh, no. You might want to... <laughs> anyway, we're going to have to cut anyway, the feed. It could, be... <laughs> it could be Melbourne, America. There's, yeah. a, there's a Melbourne in America, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, he started talking about Steph Curry a lot more recently, and I wondered if it's for a couple of reasons, okay? So... I heard from uh, the reporter Brian Winhorst. He said that the 2015 title that they won, the Warriors won against the Cavs, where yeah. Delhi was the point guard because Kyrie was injured and Ooh. it was the first Golden State uh, win. LeBron still in his head kind of counts that as his title because he's like, if I had had Kyrie, we would have won, right? In his head, that's how he sees it. So it's like kind of like a half ring for him. Um, Bit of hate on Delhi. Don't love yeah. that. Delhi, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <be crazy. laughs> mate. 
most underrated dude on that on that team, but whatever. And he had he had one of the strangest jump shots at that in that era, and it was it was a thing of beauty. He cocked it fully behind his head Man. and would throw and chuck it almost. It's pure. It's pure. <laughs> I, I just. I put it this way: I'd take him on that contract. Look at one year at the Bucks. Uh-huh. Duke could just lock down whoever's <laughs> a guard. I just the man's a menace. Yeah, like he would. He th- he used to shoot the basketball like if you're throwing a huge stone off a cliff, like it's just kind of like over the head. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe he was giving. But it was it was a sniper, so I can't deny that. <laughs> I want to see him in the three point contest, mate. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, more recently, LeBron's been talking a lot more about Steph. Picked him first, I think, in one of the All Star games uh, yeah. and stuff like that. And less of a rivalry now, more of like a camaraderie. And I wonder if it's for one of the following reasons. I want to get your thoughts on it. I think it's A, for when he does the uh, Last Dance LeBron edition, which is obviously going to get made at some point, right? Like, you know, he's got such a long career. I wonder if it's to make it seem like he was going up against someone who was kind of like in that GOAT category and the reason he didn't win so much was because he was literally facing one of the top three NBA players of all time and, you know, stuff happens. And potentially B, I want to get your thoughts on this, maybe towards the end of the career um, when he's like, and like say Draymond leaves and Golden State is sort of down a a small forward or a power forward type. um, He's like, you know what? I reckon, he, like, maybe the Warriors lose in some sort of embarrassing fashion. He's like, you know what? Let's team up and beat these. Yeah, let's beat these young kids. We'll show them how it's done. It's like a veterans team now. They're all the vets. They team up. And because he's been putting them kind of in his good books, uh, he's, like, on the team. What do you reckon? Thoughts on that? I, my only problem with that is I think that Steph is probably like, nah, I'm still good. Like, I don't know about you, but watching Steph play in the finals last year, just the whole playoffs, really, mm. in my head, I thought, this dude's got so much left in the tank. Mm. Like, he shot, he's never, he's really shooting as good as ever. He can still finish at the rim and still, still, um, like, assist and whatever. So, like, I, I feel like LeBron's biggest problem is, like, getting, getting there on the little money that they'd be able to pay him. (laughs) But yeah, man, I I mean, basically again, uh, the most LeBron move ever is to try and get that like sunset championship, Mm. um, which I feel like that train and ship and any means of transport has sailed and uh, has left the station. I feel like he's, (laughs) there's no way he's getting another ring to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I feel like he's definitely trying to butter up some people and maybe try and get like that, like that final year. Kind of like I'm feeling like an MJ go, like you know MJ 2000 goes to <laughs> was it the Wizards you go yeah. to or yeah, I'm feeling like that could be a LeBron vibe in like when's his contract up? Is he still got like a year or two on it? No, he just resigned. So um, oh, he just resigned. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I could just I could see him. I could I, I could see him trying to pull that and go for like the win, like sign with like the Heat again, or even the Cavs, mate. Actually, let's go here. So I, <laughs> I was the other day. I I I was hearing the other day that like he's gonna come back to the Cavs again yeah. and try and like like bring another ring back. The trilogy, like the tr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like return of the Sith, mate. Um, and I just. 
that doesn't actually strike me as the most outlandish idea. It just mm. seems like something that Cleveland would actually be open to. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, and I can actually see them clearing out their roster to oh. accommodate for that. Um, that would be a disaster. So yeah, that would be- their team is so... Oh, I love it- their team. Yeah, I know. And I actually feel like they're, they're one of the more exciting, like, like younger teams at the moment and could actually like be a bit upset, like of an upset. Mm. Um, I would love to see them knock out the 76ers in the first round. That would just be beautiful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, I think what he's going to do, he's going to do a few more years at Lakers and then try and yeah, get like a, a final, a final like last dance ditch and go to like the Cavs, maybe the heat, but probably the Cavs. That's my mm. take. I don't think he'll go to the Warriors. All right, so now we're going to look at what we both think the ladders of each conference are going to look like at the end of the season. Uh, I have to say, when I was doing this one, it was hard because there's so many good players on good teams. And actually, like, when I was doing the West, I was like, there's going to be, like, an okay team that doesn't make the play-in. Like, they don't even make the play-in, you know? Uh, Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating. It's this weird mix this season of, like, Teams are as balanced as ever. Hmm. Like there's so much talent, so many potential upsets, but then people are also weirdly looking at tanking their seasons. Hmm. And like there's like that's become a thing to like tank to get a good draft pick. So hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like I- I'm really interested to see if like halfway like all star break or whatever, teams just give up and they're like, We're hmm. just resting. Like we're yeah. <laughs> we're just giving it all rookies, like all bench players, third stringers. Um, so yeah, anyway, let's go. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to start with the bottom of my East bracket. Okay. So this is going to be the people that are below the play in. I just want to get your thoughts and if you agree with this. So I think in the East, there's 11 teams that want to make it to at least the play in, in my opinion. Um, and I just want to get your thoughts. So one of them is not going to make it. Obviously here is who I have in the bottom bracket of the East. So I've got in this order as well, the Knicks, the magic, the Pistons, the Hornets, and then Indiana. So that's 11 through to 15 in that order. What do you think of that? Um, I mean, the Magic are a heaping crash fire. And I want to take every opportunity to pile onto that stinging <laughs> crap that is that franchise. And I'm just going to remind our faithful listeners, uh, as we always do, that they are somehow the most brandless team in the NBA. <laughs> That's sponsored by Disney. So <clears throat> never miss an opportunity to play some crap on the magic. Um, <laughs> I actually feel like the only one I really disagree is like the Hornets. I okay. feel like, I I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to be anything special, but bottom bracket seems a little, I, I see them as like a consistent play-in. <laughs> like <laughs> they are in a special new brand of NBA team, which is consistently at the, what is playing like nine, nine, so eight to nine or something? No, it's ten to seven. Ten to se- yeah, right, yeah. I see them as like consistently in that bracket, but no. Let's move on. <laughs> so yeah, so the only reason I put the Hornets down that low is because um, they lost. Was it Miles Bridges? Their like their other person who was kind of good behind Lamelo Ball because he was in like a yep. domestic abuse thing. So he's out. I think he's just not in the NBA anymore. Uh, yeah. And I don't know who else they really have. I think it's like Miles Plumley. It's like kind of just like this hodgepodge of randoms. Yeah, but I feel like they 
I feel like they have a higher ceiling than other teams. And I get the sense that like, you know, trade deadline, you know, maybe even like a Jay Crowder, like th- those kind of players might be attracted to the Hornets because of LaMelo. But like they've got such a ticket in LaMelo ball. And I feel like they could get a few veteran three and D dudes, you know, might even get a PJ Tucker sighting one year. Uh, <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. So I actually, yeah, I see them as like a play-in team. But I know what you're saying. Like, it's kind of like name any other player on the Hornets that isn't Lamelo Ball or Mason Plumley. And if Mason Plumley is your second offensive option, you got some questions to answer. It's the big three in Charlotte. <laughs> um, also, the we, big three in Charlotte. Yeah, the, the, the thing that I kind of feel about the Hornets, I want to get your thoughts on this. I kind of feel yep. like the Hornets are like the East Kings, where it's like they're always just going to make some weird decisions that don't necessarily make sense. Like, they'll have young talent, but it like, does, like for me, if there's any year for them to tank, it's this year. You may as well, because like Lamelo yep. and Wembenyama work together because you've got one who loves throwing yep. assists, you've got one who loves getting buckets. So that makes sense. But to me, it would. I think you're right. It would make sense for them to just not tank this year for some reason and be like, you know what, let's really go for it. And they end up in, like, the 10th spot with no good draft pick. Because that's also what I'm kind of seeing the Kings doing. It's like, if the Kings have a year to really tank, they haven't made the playoffs for ages, this is a great year to do it. I feel like they're not going to do it. But I feel like you want to make your team look attractive, though. Like, you want to be like, we can win. We have potential. That's the thing that I kind of am thinking with the Hornets. Like, you want to make it look like, hey, in, like, two or three years, we could actually be like the Hawks a few years ago, you know, make, somehow make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? So mm. um, I don't know. Yeah, that's my problem with tanking, which is like you might get a good pick, but you also just make your team lose a lot, which mm. I don't know if teams are meant to lose a lot. Like that that seems like a really backwards way to go about winning more. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I think – a team that really got affected by that. And I think like this year will be interesting to see how they, how they get out of it is the 76ers. Cause they lost a yeah. lot and they haven't been out of the second round and they had like a, a heap of first round, like first <laughs> overall picks or top three picks, you know, who were good players. But I think the mentality was broken in that franchise. Cause they were like, we can take games off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. hundred percent. Like you don't have that. You don't have like that desire to hustle and work and whatever. So you know we're getting bogged down in our first bracket. Let's <laughs> let's move <laughs> let's move along. All right, all right. So second bracket. All right, okay. So this is our play in in the East. Okay, here's who I have in the play in. Okay. T- in the tenth spot, the Bulls. In the ninth Oof. spot, the Wizards. In the eighth spot, the, the Hawks. And in the seventh spot, the Celtics. I don't know why you think the Raptors are not any one of those positions. You are on some of the wacky tobacco, my guy. I mean, um, sorry. Can you just, who was, can you just take me? Right, I'm, gonna, I'm just, I I'm going feel... to walk through all these decisions. I'll, I'll go through it for you. Right. So number 10, the bulls. Okay. Lonzo can barely walk at this point. So he's not coming back this season. He's okay. He, that's he's fair. out. All right. Um, I think I just don't know what's going on with this team. What's like Vooch seems like he's kind of washed up now, which I don't love because he's not really a defensive center. So like 
if if they yeah. like, for example if they play the the Bucks again they're gonna get smoked and also the league is getting bigger <laughs> like you know like if you look at all the people that are the best players or projected to be the best players we've got Giannis Jokic Embiid we've got Wembenyama coming up we've got like all these players that are really tall and if you don't have a yeah. legit center at least at like some he's got to be good at something if Vooch can't really play offense anymore I don't even know who their backup center is. Yeah, no, I actually don't. Now that I think about, it, I don't know who their backup center is. I don't know. I just, I feel like he's he's not that bad. I'm probably not as hard on the Vooch. I feel like he's got a pretty decent pick and pop game. Um, although I am happy every time he takes a three. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, Demar Rosen, dude. Like, yeah, pretty good season. He's in pretty good nick. You know, my boy Kobe White, bro. He's. Oh, I forgot about Kobe good. White and you. Hey, for, for some of the OG listeners of the podcast would fondly remember, you know, when we first, I mean, I've been singing this dude's praises since the start, since his rookie year. So like man's, you know, he's, he's got talent and I just, I feel like, a, yeah, maybe not 10, maybe nine or eight, but you know, what was your next team? Okay. Next team was the Wizards. Who's even on that team other okay. than Carl Cook? Oh, Paul Zing, Tingus, Tingus. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I love that your first name on that team is Kuzma. Bradley Beal, they also have. Um, oh, my, my... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I keep thinking about Tingus, Fingers and, um, and the Kuz. Um, so, all right. Oh, so yeah. Here's why I I'm like okay this with that. Yeah, I like this team for the ninth seed because... <laughs> For me, they've been a bit of a, a train wreck. And if I'm that team, it's like, I've got two people on max contracts here. We can't yeah. tank because we have those two people. It's like, unless they want to trade both of them or one of them and just go for Victor later this year, which I can also see happening. I think it like doesn't make sense to their fans because what are their fans looking forward to? Like, they don't have any young stars, really. They got Kuzma. What have they ever looked forward to, Jess? <laughs> um, the thing... Uh, the thing that's kind of funny about the Wizards, I don't know if you remember, at the very start of last season, they came out of the gate really hot. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like 10 and 2 at like the start, and then it kind of all went to custard. But like, I feel like, yeah, Bradley, Be- I forgot about him. I feel bad now. Um, yeah, dude is actually a walking bucket. And I don't know if Tingus can play half decent, you know, maybe they'll be all right. Kuzma's actually not been bad from three. So yeah, I don't hate that. Mm, I just think that they just kind of like, Everyone on their team is kind of like I think all their people that are uh, the other people that we haven't mentioned on their team are all kind of like in that sort of just below Kuzma category. Like I don't think they have any true. Do we have Chimura? Yeah, he's on there. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's all right. He's like a poor man's Kuzma kind of. I think. (laughs) That's tough. Mate, if you're if you're a B grade Kuzma, that's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Kuzma. Kuzma, mate, absolutely (laughs) stink. But I, I just, I, I did get to while I was in Greece. I got to watch a bit of um, Porzingis on Latvia, and the man was just aggressive at the rim. He was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna dunk on everyone. I'm seven three. Let's do it. So, wow. yeah. So if he brings that into this season, I think it could be something. Uh, and he was looking a little bit better defensively. But it's Euro basket. What you know? What does that mean in the NBA? I don't really know. It, yeah, no. Nah, it's it's like watching the NBA, mate. Who's yeah. who? I'm sorry. <laughs> Um. <laughs> um, all right, next team that I had, number eight, was the Hawks. Uh, this is only because I think they are okay, but I just don't know what they're excellent at as a team, you know? Yeah, they, they've just been defensively crap for so long. Mm. Um, but they got De- DeJounte Murray? Is yeah. that who they picked up? Yeah. Um, 
which I feel like could actually be a bit of a sleeper move. Like it could actually be kind of good for them. My problem with the Hawks is I low-key feel like they've peaked. Like that's mm. my hot take. Like they, I can't see them repeating uh, Eastern Conference Finals appearance from two years ago. I just can't see that happening genuinely. Like that was such a fluke ride. Mm. And like Trey Young's great, sure. You know, they've got some good shooters, but uh, yeah, they're so like they're caught in that awful like mm. middle like okay team but they're not i don't know how they go to the next level yeah and also i think trey young did peak because the rules have changed since when he was yeah. do you remember that season that was like the biggest yeah. foul calling season everyone's like they have to change this but that is yeah. perfect for trey young you know yeah also um I- i'm not sure if you're aware but they've changed the um the take foul rule now mm. have you seen that yeah yeah and I feel like for a team that's defensively as shocking as them, the take foul was like a crush that they could land. So now I just think like, you know, any any team that's even a little bit okay at transition offense, mm. like that's that's an easy bucket. They literally just have to get past anyone and mm. they're fine. Like they just have to have an open open run to the rim, which happens all the time in basketball, and it's a wrap. Mm. All right, so that's the Hawks. And also, just for, unfortunately for the Hawks, I just don't see how they're better than any of the next seven teams we've got. And I just don't know how they're going to get better than any of these teams because for me, it's not even really that close. And in seven, I had the Celtics, uh, which we discussed last that's pod. Yeah. yeah, we discussed it last pod, but it's just we both feel like there's there's too much going on there for this. Like I, I understand they're just in the NBA Finals, but to me, this season is going to be so chaotic this season. I mean, they, yeah, it's just the one thing they've struggled with is like their culture and unity as a team. Like that's the one thing they got under wraps and now it's gone. Like there's still talent. No doubt they're a great team. Uh, They know each other. They've been together for a while. So give them credit for that. Mm. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know how a coach is going to come in and like, uh, is he? Yeah, I don't know. And I also think like they're going to, like they signed Gallinari and he's done his ACL. So he's out for the season. Yeah, that's uh, so tough. I saw that. I actually felt bad for Gallinari as well. Like you never want to yeah. see someone do an ACL, but just as a GM move, like that's so unfortunate. Like it because the dude's already old. Like that's literally yeah. his career. Like he's not. They're just gonna pay him out and be yeah. like, just, just, yeah, be done with it. I'm uh, so like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and like Horford's also gonna be rested a lot more because he, I think, was like good because he was kind of rested heading into the playoffs. Like he was able to muster up something, you know. Yeah, I just again like that. That felt like similar to the Hawks. Like he caught lightning in a bottle mm. for like the, the the month or six weeks that the that the the playoffs were going for. And I can't see him like he's not gonna have a whole season of that. No, and. You're not going to have a season of that. It's going to be hard for him to just drum that up again in like 10 months time or whatever it is, mm. eight months time. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know about them. All right, so here's my top bracket of the East. This is... Uh, okay. and, and I'm going to go in reverse order. So, go. six Raptors, five okay. 76ers. Rip. Yeah. Four <laughs> Miami. Three... Oh, Three, <laughs> Cleveland. Two, <laughs> two, Milwaukee, and I'm gonna go the Nets in the number one slot here. Uh so right. so just to go backwards again for you: Raptors in sixth, 76 is in fifth, Miami fourth, Cavs third, Bucks second, Nets number one. 
I'm all for the Cleveland Cavaliers, mate, but my goodness. I mean, have you got the money? Do you have an inside scoop that we don't know about, mate? I think you got money on this. Um, yeah, the Toronto Raptors, again, are in that kind of midway, like have been good but just haven't been the same like in the last few years. So I don't know. I, I think they'll be way lower than that. I okay. don't even think they'll be uh, that, uh, sixth or whatever you gave them. Uh, who was your next? Philadelphia 76 is at fifth. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> although I, although I tend to agree, that is a rough assessment. I, I, I feel like they sh- they're aiming for better and mm. should be better, but I'm also not surprised. Um, I just I think there's I think a lot of the reason people are projecting them to do better is a lot of people are buying into James Harden has gotten in shape, and I really feel like there's a fundamental thing that's happened to him where he's not as athletic as he used to be, even in shape. Yeah. I think that yeah. he's. And he doesn't. The problem with him is he also is in that Trey Young category, which was like I utilize fouls as part of my offense, so that you have to kind of yeah. be di- really disciplined. And he's just a not going to get them because refs really don't like him, and b yeah. uh, the rules have changed. So I think like people are like you know he's going to have a yeah. great season. He might shoot really well this season, but I just don't. I don't love him coming back and being like oh he's like a first team All NBA guy. I think he'll be lucky to make any of the All Team NBAs to be honest. So, dude, dude, for me, the 76ers are the Clippers of the East. Okay. Every year, people are like, "This is it. Trust the process. <laughs> it's gonna happen. They're gonna get a gonna get a ring, and then they just they suck again." And you're like, "All right." <laughs> um, <laughs> who was it? Fourth, Miami. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, I agree. I'm happy, uh, happy with that. <laughs> uh, Cavs. All right, at four. The reason I've, I've done this is because I love them. A, I love them to. I love the way the team's constructed. It makes total sense to me. They've got. They can work on both sides of the ball now because um, their two guards are both really fun guards, and their big line is all good defenders. And then also, uh, people might forget Ricky Rubio's coming back this year, which Ooh. I love for them as well. So I just feel like there's a lot going for them as like a team that could sneaky be like, oh, this team's like kind of sneaky deep and sneaky good and. Yeah. I, yeah, I get you on the depth. I I maintain. I think I said this last time. I have no idea how the Cavs got that trade for Donovan Mitchell. With mm. I felt like they gave up almost nothing. Yeah. Like especially after the Rudy Gobert trade, I was like, no one's going to get Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Apparently, the Cavs drive a really good deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are weirdly deep. Um, and yeah, I love. I, I don't know if I see them that high, but I still like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like their chances. Who do you have it? So you had the Bucks at two. Yep. And then the one, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Nice. All right. So that's, and the, and obviously just for people listening, for me, the Nets one, I feel like you got to pick like they're either going to have a great season or a bad season. I do think they might yeah. rest people, so it might fluctuate, but I do think that they're going to try hard. And I think Ben Simmons has a whole season to play here, really, basically, because he's had a couple of years off. Fresh body. He'll be ready to go. All right. Hold mate. Defensive player of the year. <laughs> that's Book it. it right now. I love it. All right, let's jump into the West, the bottom of the West. So, here is my 15 to 10, okay? Go. In the bottom spot, I'm going the Jazz. They're clearly tanking this year. I think they're going to just, they're all in. So, I can see them being dead last. Spurs are also tanking this year. So, those two teams, I guess it doesn't matter which order they're in, but those two are for me. I don't think you can say the Spurs are tanking when they've got nothing to tank, mate. They're just... (laughs) Yeah, they could play their full roster all year and still tank. That, uh, <laughs> seriously, 
then I've got in the 13th spot the Rockets I just still don't think they're better than yep. any of the other teams above them 12th I've got the Thunder it's tough but true yeah and then 11th I've got the Blazers who I think are weirdly going to go for it and not make the play in that's my my. T- I think they're going to go for it for like the first two months and it's going to be like a 500 record and then something's going to happen and they're just like you know let's just call it it's just, I just, so the Blazers, it's such a disappointing team to watch. <laughs> they they are just so, like, hopeless. Uh, they, they, they come off as, like, the person who was told they can sing by their mum, but, like, actually <laughs> not. Like, I don't know why anyone has any faith in this team. They, they have not a skerrick of, like, hope. <laughs> I don't, and, and and it's just really, like, I don't know why Dame, he, dude must just be patient, like, in, in buckets, because, yeah, and I think you're right. I think they're going to start the season like they have, like, every season since they made the Western Conference Finals in, like, what, mm. 2017 or whatever it was. They're going to start every season the same. Nah, this is it. We're going to, you know, play good, whatever. We're going to make a drive. And then it's going to be, like, yeah, 20 games in. And, uh, you know, Dame's going to like, I don't know, maybe just strain his wrist, maybe even just take one game off or whatever. They're going to, and then they're just going to be like, oh, no, wait, hang on. We yeah. can't do anything. Uh, so, yeah. And I think um, there's, there's also a yeah. sneaky subplot there, which is that Jeremy Grant's on the team now, which I love, but I also recognize that he thinks of himself as like a one or two on like a really good team. And he really isn't. I, I see Jeremy Grant as kind of like Mason Plumley 2.0. <laughs> um, where it's That's like us. the second you, the second you see teams running offensive plays through one of these guys, red flags, bro, red flags. So yeah, no, I think you're right. Jerry Grant totally sees himself as like a legitimate second, third option, mm. and the man is like a second, third option for the second stringers. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I can actually, actually, to be fair, I could see him being like if he stepped into a sixth man role on a good team. I can see that being okay. But, um, yeah, maybe like if he was like sixth man on like an up coming team, like Timberwolves, maybe, mm. or like Grizzlies, I could see him like even the Pelicans actually. Mm. I like that for him. But yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. All right. Let's keep going. All right. So in our next bracket, sorry, uh, we've got, so this is the play in bracket. Yeah. I've got it as follows. Kings, Pelicans. So this is so in the tenth spot Kings, ninth spot Pelicans, eighth spot Lakers, seventh spot Mavs. Oh wow, rough on the Mavs. Uh, they, yeah, I well, mean they made it to the Western Conference. Finals. I know, but I was just looking at the rest of the teams and the regular season, and I just don't know how to put them higher than any of these other teams. Um, generous with the Lakers, to be honest. So but the I re- feel like they are. Yeah, like there's a trade happening there for sure with a team that stinks. And like they, it's like this is the kind of thing where they could end up with like, if they do it right, like they could end up with someone. And this isn't a huge flex given we just roasted him, but Jeremy Grant could be on that team. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you know, that's something to look forward to if you're a Lakers fan. <laughs> if that's what you got in your sights, you might actually. To be fair, to be fair, I know we did just roast the man. But actually, on the Lakers, he could maybe get some... He might make his way to my fantasy team. I don't know wow. what to tell you. Like, All right. He could actually get... I could see him putting up 
I could see him putting up like a 10 and 10, like somewhat regularly. Um, just because like, yeah, who else is going to do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, that's a pretty uncontroversial play in bracket. Um, and like also, I do yeah, think- I'm really looking... Oh, I was just going to say quickly, just on the Lakers, no, I do think that AD and LeBron are really going to try this season because I think last season was just embarrassing. Yeah. Finishing 11th with yeah, those 100%. two on your roster is just devastating. So I do think they're actually going to try. I, I think AD's definitely feeling like I've got something to prove. Mm. You know, I, I can play a season without hurting myself. <laughs> um, and and to be fair, like we rip on, on LeBron, but like, I mean, the dude's like, 40 and still actually putting up points and stuff. So yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm happy with that. Mm. All right. So yeah. And uh, Pelicans in ninth, I just feel like they are going to try. They could go higher than that for me, but I just feel like um, they're probably like a season away from being like where I feel like, um, you know, like where the Grizzlies or like, you know, where the Suns were two years ago where they were like on the yeah. fringe, they almost, yeah. um, we're really good. I feel like it's like that's kind of where the Pels can be in like a year or so. Yeah, they just need Zion to like string together a season or two. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. They're like one superstar from actually like turning. Mm. Um, I also love CJ McCollum on that team as well. Like yeah. that is such an underrated move. Mm. Like, and this is why I get so, I'm so depressed with the Trailblazers because I'm like, that's the kind of thing Dane needs to do. He needs to go to mm. a team where he'd actually elevate everyone else around him. Mm. Like, TJ McCollum is such a, like, linchpin of that Pelicans team. I actually would, like, maybe actually watch some of their games. Yeah. Which, uh, and, you like, know. Can, can you also imagine, like, can you imagine if instead of trading CJ, they traded Dame to the Pelicans? Like, that would be a really lethal team. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. Yeah, that would, that would be, that'd be super lethal. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's that. And so, yeah, with the Mavs, like I said, I couldn't put them above any of the other teams because I just don't love... Um, who's their second best player? Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't love that being the second best player on your team. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, yeah, I, I think the only thing with the Mavs is like, I, I guess what Luke has proved to us is that he can carry the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Like he, like he can pull a LeBron and carry the whole team and mm -hmm. it might actually work. <laughs> so like whilst it does, like part of me is like, no, 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 it was sort of a fluke. They got to the Western Conference fi Finals. Another part of me is like, maybe it wasn't. Mm. Maybe he could totally do that again. And if they found, if they tr made a big trade, he'd get a second option, like maybe Dame. Like that would That'd be kind of scary. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. That would actually be lethal. That that would be insane. Like if they shared ball handling duties, um, yeah, that could be crazy. Anyway, yeah. I, well, I like that fake trade. I like that one because I, yeah, I feel like if if Portland decides early, like let's just tank this. I feel like that would be an, a nice move for them. Damon request a trade, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. All right. So let's go up into the top bracket here. This is the final bit of the ladder. All right. I want to get your yep. thoughts on this. All right. So here we go. Yep. So I've got in sixth position the Clippers. In fifth position, the Timberwolves. In fourth, wow. In fourth position, Golden State. Third, what? Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. I've got the Grizzlies in third, Suns in second, and the Nuggets in the first spot. So I'll go through that again quickly for you. Clippers in sixth, wow. 
Uh, Timberwolves in five, Warriors in four, Grizzlies in three, Suns in two, Nuggets in one. What's your immediate thoughts on that, mate? More wacky tobacco is my <laughs> thought. Um, I, I I actually don't hate the Clippers one. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you have at fifth? Timberwolves. Timberwolves. I mean, I hope they get there. Uh, <laughs> Eugenerous. That kind of feels like a Cavs-esque sort of uh, prediction. As much as I like their roster and I feel like they've actually got a really good chance, they seem like they seem like uh, the next step Pelicans style. Like okay. Pelicans if they were a bit better. And I don't know if that means that they're at fifth. So that thing's been high. Fourth at Golden State, probably the roughest for for the uh, reigning champs to be getting a fourth. Um, I don't know how that happens. Um, That's I, I, that, ha- that has a little bit of a, a Draymond uh, and sort of like we're just going to rest yeah. during the regular season because we played the full yep. postseason vibe to me. Like it's just it ha- doesn't have to do with their skill. It's got more to do with management of the roster. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, fair enough. Who'd you have a third? Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I, And then you had second, you had the Suns. Yeah. I love that you're a believer, even if they got creamed by the 30 <laughs> the other day. Uh, even though we were blasting the NBL before, obviously there's, there's even an inkling of talent. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, I think the Suns definitely, they screamed to me, Everyone's pouring crap on us, but we're actually still good. Like they're like they've had two, two and a half like incredible seasons. Mm. I can't see them anywhere out of the top six. Yeah. Um, no way. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know about the Nuggets at one. To be honest with you, uh, like I, I probably put them more like third. To be honest, okay. I think it'd be like Golden State, Suns, Nuggets, Grizzlies. Um. But I don't know. Nuggets could be really exciting. Poor Jokic. The dude has been just, he's been doing that hard work, mate. And finally <laughs> he's got the distance. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I guess my only, the case for me for the Nuggets is that I like, the way Jokic plays isn't super physically demanding, right? Like he doesn't, yep. he's not like Ja Morant, you know, like where he's like flying around and can probably tear, like tear an ACL, at the, you know, like if yep. something goes wrong. He's not really going to get injured, I yep. don't think. Um, I think like uh, they've got the, he carried their team really well last year. And now they're just getting two extra stars. And I think it's going to mean they can rotate each other out a little bit more. So like even just replacing that team with either Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray every other game, like even if it's just one of them, that improves their win percentage so much because it makes everything so much easier for everyone. And they've still got Aaron Gordon, who I don't know if I've bought into yet as a basketball player, but he is something, you know? (laughs) Kind of like, he's like really good at dunking, but is he really good at basketball is kind of what he... (laughs) And like the other thing is, I haven't bought into the Michael Porter Jr. hype either, to be honest. Okay. I think I might have said this before. He kind of, he's kind of like a second-grade Porzingis to me, like a poor man's oh. Porzingis, which is like really tall, but doesn't have like is never in the paint, isn't getting boards, and just always settles for the like <laughs> deep two or the three. And it's like <laughs> unless they're just splashing shots, they're literally useless, and we'll go like <laughs> one for eight. So. 
But having said that, Joel Murray is an absolute bucket. So they are a genuine, yeah. Especially and like I really love that Jokic doesn't play a super physical brand of basketball and is still just mm. insanely good. And it doesn't even show any signs of declining. No, like, he's he's on such an upward trajectory. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, All right, man. Yeah. Well, uh, that's been the whole episode today. Longest episode ever. Excitingly. Um, covered a lot. Uh, hope people have enjoyed the conspiracy theories and the yeah. and our thoughts on each team. I liked uh, once again. We've always got to dig into the magic. I like that you still got that in today, Tommy. Mate, the only thing that's entertaining about the magic is talking crap about them, and that's unfortunately <laughs> the best thing I can say about that franchise. I just wow. Well, any final thoughts, mate, on the season just before we get into it? No, I'm very excited. Uh, preseason was good, except for the Bucks' performance in it. So um, I'm 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 keen for the season. See how it goes. And yeah, what about you, mate? What final thoughts, reflections do you have? I am just so interested to see what happens with the Lakers. That for me yeah. is really going to be the the <laughs> thrill. I hope in my heart, I hope it's a disaster. I feel yeah. like I could I could kind of yeah. go for another one of these seasons because it is fun. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll see. I want to see what trade they make. I really like. I feel like they they want to make a healed and but like Buddy Healed and Miles Turner trade, and I feel like they're going to make a Jeremy Grant trade. So I'm excited yeah. to see what happens there as well. I just want an excuse to talk more rubbish about the Lakers. <laughs> and if the last few seasons has taught us anything about them, it's that you don't need much of an excuse, Not and they all. always give you fodder. So, um. <laughs> I'm ready, mate. And if, if nothing else, I'm just excited to watch Russell Westbrook lowlights. Um, yeah. uh, that's uh, that's just entertaining. That's the price of admission, really. Um, <laughs> paid right there in full. So, yeah. All right, dude. Well, I'll check in with you soon. Uh, and until next time, as we said last time, Finn. We don't have the ending, so I feel like that's good. 